if you're ever in um, Hammond, Indiana, you can go meet my friend Carolyn, who does amazing piercings at um, China Doll over there. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of my other shows, she does the uh, $20 above the waist and $40 uh, dermals, hold on, surface bars, cheeks, and uh, yeah, go check her out. Eat Me Tees, that's my uh, t-shirt brand. I actually released a hoodie at 3 a.m. this morning, so it's sitting there. It's a dyke hoodie. It says dyke on the front, and it has my logo on the back. You can check that out once again at um, Instagram. It's eat underscore me underscore tees. Yeah, let's do this thing. Talking, say I'm fake, say I've changed, but I'm still the same bitch. Just no more minimum wage. Taking downers, you ain't working, and you tweet. I'm an upper, I've been working all week. Hey, from the prickets, but I'm in suburbans. These hopes are so basic. I buy them at Urban. When they shop at Urban, they think that they slurge it. Bitch, I can't drive, but I'm in a row swerving. You've been a labeled, your parents, they know it. Get to the cake like my birthday this morning. Bitch, is so plain, like when is you boarding? Bitch, I'm your daddy, like take me on morning. Dykes, what's up? As uh, most of you noticed, or some of you noticed, people actually wrote me about this, that I didn't put up a show last week. I do apologize for that situation. Um, Last week got crazy. You guys thought I was going to say cray, didn't you? I almost thought I was going to say cray there for a second. Anywho, so last week, no, I'm sorry, the week before, I decided to make a life change and find an apprenticeship because I've worked in the tattoo and piercing community for, let's see, um, in 2000 and let's see. God, years are hard to remember. 
when I was like 24, 25, shit, maybe 23, I met a gentleman by the name of Dominic. He had been tattooing for a lot of years and he worked in this shop and that shop wound up putting um, secret cameras in his room, which is not necessarily against the law, but it's definitely against a moral code. If you've got a room where people are going to be taking off their clothes to receive a service, um, there needs to be a certain level of moral privacy. And he found these hidden cameras in the little, like, um, ADT censored, like, security things. Anyways, um, this, now keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this was 15 years ago, if not longer. Uh, so they didn't have those lovely little ring doorbells that they have nowadays. Um, so anyways, Dominic found it one day while he was tattooing a girl's sternum. And she didn't have a shirt on. And he looks up and he sees this weird light in there and realizes that there's a camera in there and um, decides to leave the shop because he didn't like his employer anymore and start up his own shop. And when that happened, um, I started hanging out there. And before I knew it, I was basically um, shop bitch. I cleaned, went and got him smokes, food, Red Bull, whatever it was that he needed um, went and grabbed that, took care of people when they came in the door, asked them what they wanted, you know, just basically started being helper. I got paid um, with free ink. So, you know, I'd be there until one o'clock in the morning when he was done. And then after that, he'd get me in the chair and work on me for a couple of hours for, you know, helping him out all night long. So um, I was super excited. It was free ink. And I was hanging out at a pretty um, dope tattoo spot or something that I felt at the time was a pretty dope tattoo spot and then after um what changed that relationship was I met a girl and she was a tattoo artist and I kind of went into cheerleader mode with her and so um I, I I attempted to help her get an apprenticeship I helped her find people to practice on and for five years I mean we basically ran a tattoo shop four years I'm sorry four years we basically ran a tattoo shop out of my house I did everything for her. I did, um, <clears throat> I fed the people that came over. I got them drinks. I sized tattoos. I even designed a few of them for her. Like, we were a team. And so I did that for four years. And then after that, I met my second girlfriend, who was also a tattoo artist, which is one of the reasons why I have a rule not to date tattoo artists anymore. Um, and for a year after that, I worked... Um, at uh, a shop in New Mexico doing the same thing, taking scheduling appointments, helping artists out, no, 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 shop bitch shit. Uh, so, yeah, so I've done that. And then in that same time, I um, worked at a body jewelry cart in the mall and learned a lot about jewelry and piercings and all that stuff. So, um and I'm, I'm artistic. I can draw. If any of you guys pay attention to my personal page, I put a lot of um, drawings up there and whatnot. So I decided that it was time. I purchased myself a tattoo machine. I've got a whole entire setup. I've got inks on the way. I've got actually a second tattoo machine, thanks to the lovely Ashley Rose, who is quite honestly been an amazing best friend, especially the last couple of weeks. Um, 
And so I'm super excited. It's pink, you guys. I'm in this weird, I love pink phase. It's so weird for me. I've been into green forever. And for whatever reason, every time I see pink, I'm like, oh, I like that color. So yeah, um, everything is pink right now for me. Anywho, um, I had an opportunity presented to me. And last weekend, I wound up getting uh, wrapped up. I don't know how else to say that. Wrapped up in that. Um I'm really excited about these opportunities that I have right now. And um, yeah, so I'm officially an apprentice. Uh, to be completely honest with you guys, I um, I got handed two opportunities. And oh man, this has really caused um, a pretty decent amount of stress. So okay, so last week and I got presented the tattoo apprenticeship. And um, it's far from me. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It's 54 miles from me. So it'd be 108 miles um, a day to do this apprenticeship. And um, <clears throat> so I said, you know what? Fuck it. I really want this. And the person that gave it to me is extremely talented. So I really, you know, want it. And so I went up there um, on the weekend. And then I went up there again one other night and I painted. She's opening up a new shop and I painted with her. So then Monday comes around, everything's cool, I'm excited about that. Tuesday morning I wake up and I go to take my IBS medicine and my throat is like fucking on fire. And I was like, shit, I have strep. And I knew it, like I haven't had strep in a long time and um, I knew it when I felt it. So I started calling my doctor's office and they're phones aren't working so I said fuck it because I felt like shit and I drove over there and I basically was like can you guys see me right now like I feel like shit and they did they saw me they took it took a t 10 minutes to get me into the the doctor's office which I was really thankful for that and the doctor was like oh yeah you got strep and you got another sinus infection and you've got an ear infection and this is becoming repetitive for me like and if you guys listen if you're a faithful listener you'll see that like I've literally had like all these signs of things. So now I get to go to um, an ear, nose, and throat doctor. I'm just like, great, another specialist. Because, you know, I haven't seen enough specialists in the last year. Like, okay, in the last year, I've had to have um, emergency hysterectomy because my uterus basically quit on me and I had cancerous cells on my cervix. So that had to go. And then um, I got diagnosed with IBS, which if any of you have IBS or know somebody that has it, you know what treacherous bullshit that is and dude there's so many puns for IBS it's not even funny anyway so um and then now you know it's been the last like two months and I've had or no it's been over two months it's been like three or four months and I've had like three or four um science infections and ear infections and so strep got added in and as you can tell probably from my voice, I'm still, I mean, I know I'm raspy normally, but I'm a little bit more raspy. I'm taking these horse pills of fucking antibiotics. So anyway, so Tuesday, I go to the doctors, I come home, I pass the fuck out because I'm sick as fuck. And I wake up to a post on my Facebook from somebody who I have um, an interesting history with. And um, <clears throat> it was like, it's important call me and his phone number was there and I was like damn that's all right cool so I pick up the phone and I and I call him and he offers me a piercing apprenticeship that could turn into a tattoo apprenticeship which my first choice 
like, I love tattooing, and I am going to tattoo. Like, I've already, um, Ashley let me practice on her, and I did a cute little lotus flower that I'm actually pretty proud of for being um, one of my, you know, I think it was my third tattoo that I've done on somebody else. And so, um, <clears throat> like, I want to do it. But my original want in the modification world was to be an artistic piercer, to do scarification and to do um, implants and like tongue splitting and all that stuff. I really would love to do that for a living. So um, now I'm sitting here stressed as fuck because I've already taken the tattoo apprenticeship and I've got this amazing shop asking me to do piercing. I'm sick as fuck, so I really haven't been um, focusing on either of them. Um, As of right now, they're both being pretty cool about it. I haven't really... Um, told the other one about the fact that this piercing one has been presented and she listens to my show. So I'm going to be telling her before the show gets aired. Hi. I'm so sorry. Life is fucking crazy. So yeah. So I just never recorded last week. I had, um, I had a guest that was scheduled. I felt really iffy about her and I've learned to follow my gut. So, um, I decided to cancel the interview with her and I was going to do some question call-ins and that obviously didn't happen. I just ran out of time. I had to Uber to make money. I had to just do all kinds of different shit, um, I have my notes from the week that I missed, and I was going to talk to you guys about the fact that I tattooed my own knuckles and had a really great experience doing that. It's crazy. Um, Everybody keeps asking me, like, doesn't it hurt? Like, how do you focus on tattooing yourself? Doesn't it hurt? And I'm just like, no, actually, um, you're so focused on the tattoo that it reduces the pain. It's amazing what your body can ignore. And in a way, with, you know, I was sitting there drilling on my knuckles, and it's cool. I'm really proud of it. Um, for those of you who have knuckle tattoos um, or have gotten knuckle tattoos or have given knuckle tattoos, usually when you do a knuckle tattoo, you, you really do have to do it two or three times to to get it to be in there um, unless you blow it out and then you're screwed, which is really easy to do with knuckles. I've actually had um, my second girlfriend decide to tattoo me while she was pissed at me, apparently, or high on coke, one of the others who knew with her. Um, and she blew out one of my tattoos. I was really excited about getting on one of my knuckles. So I'm actually having to alter that and black it out and do something different. So, um, either way I, um, I'm right-handed. So I worked on my left hand and I tattooed a mushroom on my pinky in my favorite color ink, which is, um, Eternals graffiti green. Um, and it stayed so good. Like, no joke. I don't necessarily even have to go over it again. I'm really, really happy. It peeled like two days ago and I was just like, wow, that's cool. It literally has no blotchiness, no nothing. I mean, of course I could go over it one more time, make it a little bit more vibrant for sure. But as far as like the quality of what stayed and what went, I'm really proud of myself. Like knuckles are, to me, it's a science. You really have to know the layers of the skin and how far your needle is going in for you to be able to um, not damage it and to make sure that it's, um, you know, stays. So really proud of myself. I also touched up, um, I have a portrait of Billy the Kid on my hand and I had been asking the girl, my once again, my second girlfriend, um, to 
darken the upper lip because you could barely see it and she would never listen to me and so I did a little bit of shading there and it came out perfect so um I'm really proud of myself with the whole tattooing thing I'm I'm excited to see where these apprenticeship ideas go um I'm figuring out everything today and yeah let's see what happens with this situation um is there anything else I think that's it. I ordered some fake skin. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to um, practice on that. I'm hoping it's somewhat realistic. So let's go ahead and get to um, this week's <clears throat> Instagram, which was supposed to be last week's. I'm sorry I suck, you guys. Literally last week just got way taken out of just any type of normalcy for me, like, I'm so tired of getting sick, it's just ridiculous, okay, so, um, I'm gonna spell this one for you, because I have no fucking clue how to pronounce it, um, it's Z, as in zebra, U-B-R-A-U-K, um, she's a, she calls herself a tomboy, so I want to respect that, she's a tomboy that lives in the UK, or, is around the UK um, in Poland. Maybe she's from Poland. She looks Polish. Anywho, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just another really sexy stud that lives way too far. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there's a lot of really hot studs in the UK. The UK and Australia, that's where, like, some of the cutest studs live. Um, some of the most beautiful women, too. Maybe that's just uh, all around more beauty over there. But anyway, so check her out. She's got a pretty cool page. She does some pretty cool stuff. There's, you know, life there for sure. It's not just um, selfie, selfie, selfie. Now, it is a lot of pictures of her, but they're, like, artistically done. And um, there's a couple of pictures that might insinuate that she's a photographer. So no wonder your page just has such good pictures. Good job on your photography. I like your angles and whatnot. I went to college for photography so I can totally appreciate people that take the time to learn angle or there are a few people in this world um that that just comes pretty natural to them like they can just take a naturally like beautiful picture and they didn't have to go to college for it so check her out um z-u-b-r-a-u-k yeah um my weekly question from last week was uh what have I learned from my podcast and um, I enjoyed this question. I don't normally get questions that aren't just about, like, lesbian things. So it was kind of nice to get some. I mean, I guess it's still about a lesbian thing, right? My podcast is a lesbian podcast. But um, I've learned a couple of things. One is this has given me um, a lot of self-confidence. If you guys listen to my first show, you'll see that I was really nervous. And I wasn't really talking the way I talk now. And I was so worried about like what I sounded like recorded because I think a lot of people have a hard time hearing themselves recorded, which is interesting. I don't understand why. I'm one of them. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. Obviously, I'm saying that I was one of them. But um, so as far as learned, like I feel like I've grown a lot like since I've been doing this. I've met a lot of really cool people and I'm seeing um different ways of living life in a way. Um, like you don't have to be in a relationship to succeed in life. You can be single to succeed in life. And I've really learned that through this show. And, um, 
it's kind of cool. It's given me definitely some drive to better my life and to make things better for me, myself, and I. And I'm definitely growing from it, and I'm learning a lot from it. Like, I'm learning a lot from this. And it's also really cool because I wake up almost on a daily basis to some type of email. Um, I didn't put up a show on Sunday or Monday, and by Tuesday, I had people writing me like, yo, you okay? Where's your show? So people are paying attention, and people are talking to me about it and thanking me for it. And I like that. I'm a nurturer. I like to give things back. I tend to play mom um, with people. And and I just like to, um, I like when I help people. I like when I give people something. Um, And if it's as simple as a show that I just talk to you guys as if you're sitting in front of me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This week's interview is going to be pretty awesome. I'm excited. Um, this is... Okay, so my straight friends introduced me to him. This is their nephew. His name is Wyatt. Um, he is trans, female to male. And uh, he's a pretty cool dude. I've been hanging out with him quite a bit. We both don't really have very many friends, so we've kind of, um, yeah, just kind of joined each other and take help each other get through some loneliness I feel and we hang out we buy each other food it's kind of cool it's almost like I'm dating him but I'm not dating him <laughs> it's just it's nice it's a, it's been a um I'm excited for what is to come with our friendship and I'm excited to get his views on being a trans uh female to male um and let you guys hear our hopefully epic conversation But until I record that tomorrow morning, here is some music for you guys. Um, Thank you so much for all of the support. And thank you so much to all my haters who have listened to my shows. And thank you to the people that actually love me and support me and have been sitting here being my cheerleader for the last couple of months. I really appreciate you, every one of you, every single one of you. so fucked up and all these voices in my head won't shut the fuck up cause I'm a fuck up and I'm so fucked up and it's 5pm and I just woke the fuck up
can't even live in the moment. Worry about another Twitter moment. Make the whole world my opponent. And they wonder why I'm never focused. And they wonder why I'm always smoking. And they wonder why I'm fucking broken. Feel me twist my words on my It is Sunday night at almost 10 o'clock. I know I say I'm going to record like at a certain time, but it never really seems to work out. Today wound up getting pretty busy. I spent my second day over at my new apprenticeship, which I can finally actually talk about. Um, I am now officially over at uh, Twisted Image. I'm super excited. It was day two of my apprenticeship. I'm already switching out jewelries. I was talking to my boss about my goals and my dreams with this job and he is on board with classes and all different kinds of stuff. So yeah, I'm super stoked. So sorry, my schedule is off, but tonight it is late and I'm here with my friend Wyatt that I told you guys all about. Hi Wyatt. Hey guys. <laughs> so um, as I stated before, you are a female to male transgender, correct? Uh, that's not the way I prefer to word it. Okay, so how do you like to have it worded? Um, I like to just say trans male, okay. trans man, or transgender, that I am transgender. Okay, so can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, <clears throat> that's just no, when you say trans man, or if you say trans female, when you say that, that's what, it's automatically known in the community that that's the, what you are, that what you, what you are, so... Um, I wouldn't call you a trans female because you're a man. So if it was a male to female, you would say trans female. Am I correct? You would say trans woman. Trans um, woman. Okay. The people tend to think that when you're a trans woman or you're a trans man, that you're starting as woman and going to man. Um, and when you say trans woman, that's a woman who has transitioned. Okay. That is a transgender female. It's it's in the name. Trans woman, she is a woman. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. Good. Because I've, I've never understood that. And I think there's a lot of people that have questions. Because um, if you're someone that's a decent human being, you want to respect the person's, you know, pronouns that they want. And so I always get nervous that I'm saying it wrong, you know, or I don't want to offend anybody. So it's like, okay, how do I say this? But if you know how you're supposed to say it, then... You can be respectful and you can move on with life and just know that you say, you know, this exactly. is the right way to say it. And yeah. if you make a mistake, it's pretty simple. Just correct yourself. You don't need to linger on it and say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Like, you know, just have the initial apology, correct yourself and be done. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Okay. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Other than that, obviously, tell everybody who you are. Um, well, my name is Wyatt. Uh, I am... 
very much a nerd or geek. I, I love books. I love literature. Um, I have every intention of starting several businesses around such subjects. Yeah. Um, I'm in the works with a trans skateboard magazine that will focus on trans skaters in, um, in the community, female, nice. male. I don't care. I just yeah. I want to touch on that subject. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Very Thank cool. You. Very cool. What what brought you to wanting to do that? Well, I've always been interested in BMX and skateboarding, and I finally decided, uh, you know, just before I turned twenty five, just back in November, I decided I you know I gotta stop being. Uh, the kind of person that says, I want to do something, I want to do something, but then never doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided I was going to stop putting it off till the next day. I bought myself a skateboard and I started learning. Nice. I started teaching myself. And um, being that I'm the type of person that has a lot of business type ideas that pop into my head. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. Um, it, it just, uh, it went from being an idea to now I'm making it a goal. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. You got to do that. You got to do that with life. Set some goals, knock those shits out and then figure out what the next goal is going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really cool that you picked up a skateboard cause, um, <clears throat> I was the same way with my poi. I was like, I've always seen people do that. And I always thought it was cool. That'd be cool to do that. You know, I always thought it was easy, which is not true at all. Like, no joke. I really thought it was going to be a lot easier than it really is for me. And um, But I picked them up, and I started doing it. And you learn a lot about yourself. And then it's cool, because when you start learning it, you get, like, a sense of pride. And that pride is very awesome. Um, I've definitely felt a certain amount of pride. Even just the... Because I'm still at the very beginning of all my learning... And even just the small things, um, I'm very proud of myself yeah. about, you know, um, I was riding at the park, um, down the sidewalk and it, it goes down on a slant. And so I was riding and I, I knelt down on my board and then stood back up and I was, I, I was just, I was geeking about that. Yeah, yeah. I was excited. I was super excited uh, with Poi. You you really want to focus on your planes being flat. So like when you're flying, you're um, swinging on your sides. You want the thing to be able to go so good that it won't touch a wall. So it's just gonna like you know fly with the wall. And um, when I finally got my planes flat, I was so proud of myself. I was like, yeah, I can spin right next to a wall and not hit it. Sweet. <laughs> But it's but it's it's like it's because you learn something. It's because you you know no matter how small, um, it may seem in the grand scheme of what you're about to learn, it's still it's that beginning. It's that it's that little piece that you really need to have so that way you can get into you know the grand scheme of it. Yeah. Well, something else that it's teaching me is how to be committed. Yeah. Uh, I have an issue with you know I always want to do things. I, I put them off to the next day, and um, I never really commit to things to say, you know, let's get started, let's do this, you know, how are we going to do it, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but I find myself uh, wanting to stick with it. Um, I'm building my own board. I have the board I practice on, and then I'm building my own board, 
and I can actually, I, uh, I, I have um, another idea about building skateboards. Cool. Um, so I've actually looked into how to do that, nice. and I, I find that would be very interesting. Yeah, when you when you find a world that you like, like if you did go into the magazine in that world, I mean, coming out with a skateboard wouldn't seem like too far fetched. They fit perfectly hand exactly. in hand. Exactly. And then you can even gear it towards it being like the skateboard for the magazine, and like really go from. And there. I would have a place for my own advertisement. Oh uh, yeah! Oh well. yeah! For sure, free as ad- free advertisement too. Yeah. That's what, Best thing about my show is I get to talk about my shirts and it's free advertisement. Exactly. So, yeah, everybody gets to hear about it. So free ad- advertisement is always, um, yeah. That and word of mouth. Those are your two favorite things as a business owner. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Even what goes better with that is that I have a website to sell new and used books on. Beautiful. So I could have my own publication, advertisement for my skateboards, and a place to sell the, the, the magazine as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though I, it probably if I did do that, I would have a website for the magazine. Yeah. But it would still give me a place to sell it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just put the link to, you know, order yeah. from there for sure. But yeah. that, that gets me really excited. Um, a lot of my ideas tend to revolve around um, literature and uh, bringing knowledge to, to, to books. Uh, that's... One of my greatest interests is uh, I want people to read. Yeah. I want people to to learn what what can be learned. Yeah. Um, of the experiences in the books, of the characters, and you know, just um, books are knowledge. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that knowledge in life. Yeah, I'll be I'll be really sad. I I um, it's funny. I don't know if it's because I'm old or what, but I enjoy a book. Like a true book. I'm not a fan of reading books and shit on iPads and phones. And and, and it, it's cool. Like, I get it. Like, it's convenient. It's on your phone. You can read it whenever. But you can also carry a fucking book in your purse or your bag or your car or really anywhere that you're going. And I just, I enjoy having that feeling of holding the book, flipping the pages. I mark up my books and I put um, post-it notes in it, you know, and... Like, I, every book I read, when I want to remember something that I read, I put a post-it note there. So I know that page had something important on it, you know? And um, I like doing that. So I'm a, I'm a, I, when I, I, I don't get to read as much as I wish I do. I'm dyslexic, so it takes me forever to read a book. And it's funny because I'm actually having to read a book at my new apprenticeship. And I'm like, damn, I haven't read a book since college. It's been like three years. So I'm like, this is crazy. Um, but it's cool because it's a book that I'm going to have to read front and back and there's actually only <clears throat> okay so Tommy Land I have finished twice I've actually made it through that book twice because it was such a good book that I read it again and then there's one up there called like the beautiful nightmare or whatever those are literally the only two non school books <laughs> that I have read from page one to the end completely yeah and I have all those books I'm, I read sporadic I'll jump from whatever chapter I really want to read or yeah so well I definitely have to agree with you on that topic um there's nothing like a book in my hands with the the paper touching my fingers and just being able to have that experience of reading a book not not reading words on a screen 
um, as convenient as people may feel that is, which obviously having a phone in your pocket at all times, you can do everything on it. It's convenient. Yeah. But um, it's just a different experience, and yeah. it gives you a greater connection to the words. Yeah. Um, I really hope books don't ever go away. People say that they are, and I'm just like, please don't let that happen. No, like, I, I feel don't... like that would be devastation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like at that point, humanity really needs to recontemplate what they're doing with like, their lives because it's ridiculous. One of my favorite places to be is in a bookstore. Yeah. It's it just surrounded by books and you know now that we have Barnes and Noble and such all the novelties that are there as well but who doesn't laugh at a you know sarcastic ass named uh candle (laughs) yeah 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 I like I used to go to the Barnes and Noble in Albuquerque and I just find the section of books I wanted to read and I pick books off the shelf and I would sit right there (laughs) in the alley like alleyway or whatever they call it aisle and um, I would just sit there and read whatever book and make sure I really wanted to buy it or whatever. But I spent a lot of time just sitting there on the floor of a bookstore, just checking all the different books they have about the subject that I want. I just, I love doing that. It's it's nice to feel that. And it makes me sad because, like I said, a lot of people do. They read books off their Kindles and off their things. And I'm like, that's got to be so bad for your eyes. I mean, think about it. Like, they say that people who look at computer screens all day long for work wind up having worse vision and stuff like that so that's exactly what you're doing on your phone if you really think about it well it causes me migraines at times Ugh, yeah um to stare at the phone too long it's something about the light yeah 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 i keep mine like on the dimmest i possibly can and then i love the apple has that night vision mode that shit makes me so thankful <laughs> because it really it tones it into a more neutral color versus like that white color and it really helps. I wish I could just leave it on that mode all the time because it's perfect. It'd probably be better for your battery, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we all know, with anybody that runs an iPhone knows how quickly the batteries can drain down. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just switched from iPhone to Google Pixel. Yeah, do you like it? Uh, I like it a lot better, actually, yeah. Really? Um, I'm such an iPhone head. I'm so anti-anything else. It's funny. I didn't have an iPhone, I don't believe until after I had already turned 18 um and I was I'm on my dad's plan right now and uh I went from iPhone I think it was the 5s and he said well we can go ahead and we can go up to the 7 or you can get the Google Pixel and so I just agreed you know I wanted to try the Google Pixel yeah and I'm pretty satisfied with it yeah, I, I use everything Mac, so I'd be, I feel like I'd be like, I've got my MacBook Pro, I've got my iPad, it's just, just, everything's Apple, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I want the new one, but I'm just like, eh. that makes you lose the home screen, and I like the home screen, I like the home screen button. Yeah. Yeah, that's gone on the new iPhones. Then they want a shitload of money down for it, too, I'm like, oh my god, that shit's so expensive. This phone, I think this phone is like $800. Nice. Nice. Yeah, iPhones used to be that much. All of a sudden, all these new ones start coming out, and all of a sudden, they're fucking GM, like $1,000 for a fucking... I can buy a car for a grand. <laughs> Just so you know, I have successfully bought many cars for a grand that lasted me, like, a year, two years. Like, good fucking cars for a G, and now I'm like, and now I'm paying that for a phone? <laughs> oh, 
my god. Yeah, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> that reminds me of when I when I go on Craigslist, I'll look for occasionally I'll look for places um, to rent. And uh, there's I can't tell you how many times I've gone into the section where you can rent a room. And people are asking for first, last, and security deposit. And then putting restrictions on the things you can do uh, ju- just to rent a room. Yeah. And I'm like, no. If I want to spend that much money, I'm just going to get a place of my own. Yeah. Where I can cook whenever meat I want, take a shower however long, you know, yeah. Yeah. Or, or cook whenever, you know, time I want. Well, if you really think about it... Like, first, last, and, like, deposit, right? It's usually triple the amount of the month rent, right? So, if you're looking at six fifty, right, we'll just say, because that's, that's about the average one-bedroom in Fort Pierce area. Anyways, poor St. Lucie, too. I've seen a few like that. Um, so, that's what? That's 13 It's almost two grand, right? You're, like, $50 shy of two grand. You can buy a fucking camper for two grand and go to a camper lot. For like three seventy five, and pay monthly rent, and you've got your camper sitting, and and you have a your own tiny home basically, and you own it, so you can paint it, you can reupholster it, you can do anything you want to it. So that's my goal. And that's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some people, I don't know. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know. Renting is interesting because it's like, I personally, I don't know. I'm I'm I think I'm weird sometimes in my way of thinking, but. I never really wanted to own a house. Like, I never had that, like, oh, I have to own a house feeling. Um, I always just figured everybody that I know that own houses bitch about owning their house because they got to replace the water heater or the appliances. Like, if anything goes out or, you know, anything breaks, they have to take care of it and they have to pay for a handyman. No, no, no. If you rent, you don't have to do any of that. <laughs> like, that's the landlord's job. I just pay you fucking rent. Yeah, I never own it, but I never got to buy an appliance. I don't have to buy any of it. Like, I bought some washer and dryers, but other than that, fuck it, I don't... Plus, I never lived anywhere that I would actually want to, like, stay for a really long time. I'm I'm too much of a gypsy for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've moved around a lot in the last couple years. I've been here almost the last two years come this Easter. Mm -hmm. And, um... Part of me wants stability, and the other part of me doesn't want to stay in one place. Like, I want to travel. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, I've, I've even thought about uh, it would be awesome to, to have a dual citizenship. Yeah. Um, Here in Italy. Florida and Italy. <laughs> That's all I need in my life. <laughs> but, I don't know. I think all the moving around has definitely got me wanting stability in a place of my own. Um, it it it's it sucked a lot the last few years with all that. Yeah. No. So you just came out. Is it three years ago? Am I right on that? Uh, come Easter, it'll be about three years ago. Yeah. 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 You did it right around Easter. Around Easter time. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I told my mom she was at the mall. She was shopping at the mall, and I called her. I was like, Mom, I need to talk to you. Since you're in your happy place, I can tell you this now. <laughs> and now she is wearing... Because I actually did that to her twice. I think I knew that like my whole life, the whole mall thing, because 
when I was 18, I found out I was pregnant with my son. <clears throat> I called her while she was at the mall to tell her I was pregnant. <laughs> and then when I realized I had to tell her that I was gay, I called her while she was at the mall. I was like, sweet, grandma's at the mall? All right, cool. I can call her now. <laughs> I told my daughter that. My daughter's just sitting there looking at me like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> you had to tell her sometime. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I, I always kind of appreciate people that choose to do it on more uh, religious holidays for whatever reason it just makes me giggle but <laughs> inside I just giggle but um so how did your family how did your family take you coming out to them because you weren't coming out to them as a lesbian obviously not you've never even been with a woman correct I'm sorry I hope that's okay that they no, say that no I haven't okay yeah so what did they how did they react to you explaining this to them uh, there have been a lot of different reactions. Uh, surprisingly enough, my father was the most supportive. Um, he has he has been there for me. Um, just in a lot of ways that I don't think I expected him to be. Keep talking about the air conditioner. Sorry, guys. But um, there have been mixed reactions. My mom is finally getting to a point where she's calling me Wyatt, and she's, I think she's starting to accept things. She's she's starting to make jokes about it more, which makes me, you know, she's getting a little more comfortable. Jokes? Can you explain, just so I understand? Uh, well, there was a conversation, and it was around my birthday, and uh, somehow my, my dad came up. And, um, she said that that's what I'm going to look like in 35 years. Cool. <laughs> and, um, I forget how I, uh, I forget how I retorted, but she said, well, hey, that's your quest, not mine. <laughs> and so she, she's getting a little more comfortable with, cool. you know, cause we're both naturally smart asses. That's her fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I blame her for that. <laughs> well, if you really want to go back, I can blame my great grandparents. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's always their they parents' started true it. fault. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a ripple effect. It just kind of goes from generation to generation. Yeah. Oh, and when you live with your grandparents and your great grandfather lives next door, yeah. you can definitely see how it goes generation yeah. to generation. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been in the room with um, a few generations of my family. I'm like, no wonder you guys are all fucking crazy. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, Italians are so... Are so I, love Ita- I love Italians just because they're so loud. We're so loud. People always think I'm yelling at them. Like, I'll be upset with somebody and yeah, my voice will be elevated because I'm frustrated. But they're like, don't yell at me. I'm like, I'm not fucking yelling yet. <laughs> I promise you. This is not yelling. You if you want to continue to say this to me, you will hear yelling, you know? But it's, but that I get that from my family because everybody in my family is so loud. Like, we're all, you know, you walk into a room of us and it sounds like you're in a fucking nightclub with, like, crowd of people talking. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My family, we're just a bunch of sarcastic, dirty assholes. Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty much how Yeah, I mean, Bobby's your, Bobby's your <laughs> uncle, and um, everybody remembers Bobby from my um, straight friend show, and he's awesome. I love Bobby, and yes, he, it's funny, because um, everybody that I've met in your family so far uh, pretty much stopped growing up at about 18. <laughs> <laughs> 
like and, and I don't mean to be it's not disrespectful anyway it's just you know everybody in your family that I've met so far is just real full of life and uh yeah like you said got that like asshole personality but it's a funny asshole personality yeah so, yeah yeah well you know assholes are always talking yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, we always got to have something to say yeah um but I'd say for the most part we're good people yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Your family, I've seen nothing but good. Like, literally nothing but good from. So, it's cool. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So, different reactions. That's good. I, I got about the same thing. I was expecting my mom to be understanding, my dad to freak out, and my dad wound up being, like, like so respectful of it instantly that like a few months after I came out to him we went to a tattoo convention together and he starts pointing out all the hot girls he's like hey look at her she's hot huh I'm like dad I don't know if I'm ready for this Dude, I don't know if I was ready at that point like it was funny because he was so ready for it and I don't know if I was ready for it you know what I mean I was sitting there going I don't know if I'm ready to point out hot girls to my dad yet like this just came out like a month ago I don't know you just reminded me of a conversation I, I recently had with my dad I was uh telling him about all the guys on Grinder that just send you they don't even say hello you know there's no exchange of communications in any other way um they just send you a picture of their dick and like spread their ass cheeks and take a picture of the hole, and <laughs> and I was I was telling them like so more like it's it, crazy to me. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I was telling him all this, and he says, "Oh well, I got um a couple pictures that you could send them," and then he uh, he sends me a picture of his dog when his dog is laying splayed out with uh you know his little little dick and balls yeah, in the air yeah and then he sends me a picture that apparently my brother sent him um and the dog has the like the most obvious erection yeah but apparently uh when my dad mentioned it to my brother my brother was like oh man i didn't even see that <laughs> But you you know there's a reason why they call it the red rocket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's pretty dogs are pretty obvious. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cool when you do have that situation like it's funny cuz now I can look back at that situation and go, "Oh, me and my dad did that together." You know, like he just he loved me so much that he wanted to, you know, and he was excited to like point out hot girls to his daughter. So, it was cool. Like, and we had fun with it. I didn't tell him not to while we were there. You know, we pointed out a couple cute girls to each other and and he likes the, you know, he's a my father is an old like biker hippie dude. So, he likes those like rocker chicks you know so he's pointing out all those girls to me and i'm showing him the more like boyish ones because the ones i like i'm like look but look dad she's really hot too (laughs) but he she looks like a boy i'm like yeah and that's kind of what i like (laughs) that's weird i don't don't know how you like women that look like guys so um but yeah it was it was it was cool it was fun so it's nice that i can look back at that memory it's definitely an adjustment to make i think um because this just popped into my head while you were talking. Um, not only do they have to adjust to um, our coming out, uh, like that we're this uh, different person yeah. of sorts, um, but we also have to adjust to how the relationship might change yeah. on that level as well. Yeah. Um, even with uh, great communications, like you obviously had with your father, 
um, it's still kind of like, well, I didn't know you would be that supportive. Yeah, 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 it was. Like I said, I wasn't ready for it. I, I remember sitting back and at first I almost felt uncomfortable, but then I was like, wait, hold on, don't be uncomfortable with it because it, it's a good thing. And it's unfortunate because <laughs> why should we, why should we be preparing ourselves for bad reactions? Because that's what people get. If you really think about it, like, it, it sucks, and, and it, it, we shouldn't at all but if you really think about it in the history of coming out um it's a lot of taboo and it's a lot of you know there's a now since i've started doing this show i have definitely uh, met a lot more people that had a really accepting families which is cool because i feel that nowadays like your generation definitely has it way easier than the older generations and that's part of the reason why i get so frustrated with younger generations is because no one is giving respect to the people that paved the way for their life to be so easy. Like not to be not to be messed up in any shape or form, but with 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 you becoming a trans man, doing that now is way fucking different than when I went to high school. I had I had a friend that's now a trans woman and I used to watch her get her ass handed to her handed shoved into lockers because like this is the 90s this is 95 96 and you know she's sitting there wearing makeup looking like a guy you know beginning stages and people are just fucking back it throwing him and throwing her in the lockers fucking pushing her just walking by her pushing her it was horrible and so like we had to kind of go through that because that generation was way more closed-minded. Older generations are a lot more closed-minded than the newer generations, and that's going to keep happening. That's evolution. If we don't evolve, we're fucked. But, like, a lot of the people now that are in becoming the first stages, being able to be who they are and not have that fear of being pushed into a locker every fucking day you have no idea how lucky that they are and some of them just oh it's that entitlement it's the entitlement thing and i'm sitting there because going, you never had to struggle yeah no um it that frustrates me on so many levels and i'm gonna explain my frustration um that completely goes off topic of uh coming out but i i don't like remakes um, when it comes to TV shows and movies, I don't like remakes. And, um, recently there's been a remake that came out and I don't feel like, I don't feel like they gave credit to uh, the original actresses, the original creators. Um, they kind of came out and did a remake and, uh, it almost feels like uh, from what I saw, it almost feels like they just kind of remade the show, went through the entire, you know, script of uh, what the original show did um, without even bringing the original creators into it. Yeah. And that frustrates me. And to get back to uh, trans topics or coming out, um, I feel it's the same way, that you didn't... You're not acknowledging um, the people who helped it become what it is. Yeah. You're not acknowledging the people who struggled so that 
you would even have the ability to feel this entitlement. Yeah. Um, so the least you could do is say thanks. Yeah. Yeah. One of, I've expressed this before on my show, um, when the whole MGK thing happened, I think my primary frustration with that was the fact that Eminem is an icon. He will be put into the Hall of Fame way, way before MGK will ever be a thought of going into the Hall of Fame. And he was so disrespectful to him. And Eminem even said it. I had to give you a career. To destroy it. To destroy it. Remember that. Like, if it wasn't for me, bitch, you wouldn't even be a thought. He would be in a fucking basement wishing he could do what he's doing right now. And so I get frustrated with that because it's like, how dare you and you're disrespectful. Like, I feel like those people are so disrespectful because it's that whole, like, you the sense of entitlement, right? It's the blatant disregard for what anybody's gone through before them. And they just sit there floating around and they don't realize that, like, the people, like, I'm thankful for the lesbians that fought for lesbian rights before I came along. I'm thankful for for the ones that have stood up and said, I'm a lesbian, I don't give a fuck what, you know, I have rights to, I want to get married, I want to do... I'm thankful for these people that have, you know, busted their ass to do that stuff before me. And never would I challenge one of them or anything like that. Like, I feel like it's really important that you respect the people that came before you and gave you what you have. And they may not have handed it to you personally, but trust me, they had a part in it and I feel like people nowadays have definitely lost the respect that that they should be giving and so I get frustrated with that big time because I've seen it happen a lot and it's, it's just like I I feel like I'm not a part of my own generation in the sense that I don't I don't act as most people feel my generation acts. No, you don't. I, I, I'll i be the first to admit I talk a lot of shit about millennials. And it's just, it's funny. It's just because I've, I've developed this, like, frustration, like I said, about the entitlement and the, the you know, most of them are still living at home. And it's not because they, you know, they have to be there. It's because they're choosing to just, they don't want to work. They don't want to support themselves. They don't want to pay their own rent. They're taking the free ride because they can't because their parents are spoiling them or whatever and I feel like you should have to work for what you get in life that that's everybody does everybody has to work for what they have in life you know I go to work every day and make a fuck paycheck so that way I can keep a roof over my head and do all that stuff because I don't get things handed to me and um <clears throat> I've always been that way I've worked since I was 14 I got a workers permit when I was a freshman in high school and I started fucking working because I wanted money and I never expected anybody to hand it to me and now I mean my kids even were like can you just give me this can you just give me this well no you gotta do your chores you know like you have to earn things and so um but I've been hanging out with you for a couple weeks now and I don't <laughs> I haven't seen not one sense of entitlement in you so I agree with you on the um you're not from your right generation for sure you definitely have an older soul in you and that's cool yes um i i don't even know what i could um credit it to in all honesty it's just that i've always i've always had a connection to things older than me i've always wanted to i've always wanted to know the beginnings and and how things came to be um or or at least have a uh, have a sense of uh people before me 
Yeah. And the way they saw the world and how it affected them. Um, I'm very much the type of person who puts myself in your place. Who Yeah, you who, have to do that in life. If you can't be in a situation and, and be in somebody else's place, like put your foot in that person's shoes, that's right, that's the right uh, analogy, right? Yeah. If you can't do that, dude, you're, you're really never going to get anywhere. And you're going to lose a lot of people out of your life that you really shouldn't, you know, and... I'm a, I'm a firm believer in always making sure that if I'm going through a situation, I think, okay, how is this making the other person feel? And that's, to. people don't do that. Even common courtesy of sending a person a text to say, hey, I'm busy right now, can we talk later? Um, it doesn't happen. You don't get people that are considerate to others' needs. Um, there is a loss of respect, a loss of consideration, compassion. Um, definitely though there has uh, been an elevation and obviously entitlement uh, disrespect uh, and and blatantly so um, what was that when you were watching we were watching a movie and they were like kept calling this girl well and I'm like it sucks that they're putting that in a movie you know how many girls and guys are going to see that movie and see these kids picking on a girl that's chunky and calling her a well, and they're gonna think it's funny, and they're gonna go to school the next day and go up to the fat girl that's in school and be like, well, well, you know, it, it wasn't, it's me, it, society has definitely made that more, uh, in my opinion, more um, upfront and center, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, it, in that same scene, there was, uh, they jumped, uh, they were at the pool, and yeah. they jumped in the water and yelled whale. Yeah. But in that same scene, there was another woman of weight, and um, sitting there with the those same guys and laughing. And I couldn't help but wonder that if she was laughing because she was uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they're, they're not only... Are they mistreating the other woman in the pool? But um, they have a blatant disregard, disrespect um, for this other woman that's that's sitting there, and and she has to take it. Yeah. Like she's laughing because she doesn't feel per- perhaps she doesn't feel that she can stand up for herself. Yeah, almost like it's better to join them than than be bullied by them. So she's laughing with them. Yeah. 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 I I know I've I've um. <clears throat> I was heavily bullied. I was bullied my whole life. I, I still get... It's crazy. I'm like a bully magnet. And I used to do that. There were situations that I'd be in that I'd be so uncomfortable and people would be uh, making fun of me or whatever. And I would just kind of sit there and like laugh with them just because it was like... You know, back then, um, I was a kid, so I didn't have like the mind state of I do now. Now, if I laugh, it's because I'm like, God, you're such a fucking idiot for being a bully. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you? Um, Don't you have something better to do? Right, right. Go, go bully a fucking stick somewhere, bro. Leave me alone. You know? I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, as long as it's not an animal or a human being, go bully that. You know? Like, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, I, I, I have a few bullies in my life that I deal with, um, and I deal with them kind of repetitively. And if they only really knew what I thought about them in my head, they'd probably be sitting in a corner crying. But I'm not a bully, and I don't believe in disrespecting someone even if they're your enemy. So I keep those thoughts to myself because it's called a filter, which a lot of people also 
have realized, I mean, filters is not just to make sure that the words that are coming out of your mouth are appropriate. It's also to make sure that your actions are appropriate. So like, you know, if you're starting to do an action that might not be morally correct, there should be a filter there that stops you and that filters depleted. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's almost gone in society nowadays. So, yeah. Um, there was, there was a point where, uh, I went from being the bully to being the bully. Yeah. And uh, it's not anything I'm proud of. But I'll definitely say that in the mind state that I'm at today, um, I'm a much more reasonable person, much more rational, um, and I, I tend to be more of a straightforward person. I don't have to hold in my emotions uh, just to make you comfortable. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not really going to. There's a difference between not holding in your emotions and not and being blunt to being morally incorrect. You can be you can be the greatest asshole on earth and do it respectfully. Yeah. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And those are the those are the assholes that I actually respect. <laughs> like I'll respect like like I'll respect you if, if I see that you're a straight up asshole, but you do it in a morally correct way. I'll respect you way more than I'm going to respect you if you're just being an asshole. Like, you know I, what I mean? I, just... I feel like the reason people tend to bully others is because uh, there's, there's something inside them or uh, like perhaps they're... Uh, bullying you uh, because you're a lesbian. I feel like there's something uh, inside of a person that makes them uncomfortable. Um, maybe maybe they, they, they too are a lesbian. Um, maybe there's a relationship that, you know, went sour um, and it had something to do with someone being gay. Uh, it, it just, I feel like when people bully you, it has more to do with them. It's it's oh, a yeah. pain and insecurity inside of them. Something that they haven't yet tackled. Um, that are they're being bullied themselves. A lot of bullies, like especially in like high school and middle school, the reason why they're bullies is because they're being bullied at home by their parents. And I I know quite a few people that were a bully because of that because they were sitting there and their parents were such assholes to them and they were just so frustrated with the situation that their way of getting rid of that frustration was to then project that onto another person who was in a way the innocent victim or whatever in their head and so that's very normal it's very very normal for a person to be bullying at, being bullied at home to then become the bully at workplace or bully at, you know, school or wherever. Because I don't give a fuck what anybody says. There are plenty of bullies as an adult, too. Everybody's always like, bullies are kids. Bull no, honey. No. I can tell you right now, I still bully. I, like I said, I've been bullied my whole life. When I was in middle, when I was in school, I was the scrawny tall girl. And I had braces. And I had glasses. And I was just fucking bullied. Um, but I'll tell you, the um, amount of bullying I've dealt with as an adult has been pretty fucking intense. They just call it, you know, being an asshole adult. And I'm sitting there going, no, that's not an asshole. That's a bully. There's a huge difference between an asshole and a bully. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, that was the experience for me. Um, 
unfortunately, and no hate to my dad, uh, I've long forgiven him, but... You change in age. Yeah. Yeah. He was an abusive father. Yeah. And, um, I used to, I used to have nightmares every night for I don't even know how many years that, um... I had to protect him from my mom, and uh, there was always a scenario where I was on the verge of killing him or dying for her. Yeah. And uh, I remember having the thought that in order to beat him, I had to become him. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. My, My dad, too, was extremely abusive. We couldn't walk through a door jam without the back of our heads being hit and i don't just mean tapped i mean if we if we didn't come the very first time we were called like if we weren't out there instant he would stand at the door and he'd be like get out here and we knew that the minute we walked out there it was whap right to the back of the head and then um <clears throat> what actually ended me seeing my father as a child i have an autistic brother and um he's he's handicapped um, he had, back then, he was having a lot of seizures. Um, I feel that the reason why my brother is autistic is due to vaccinations. He was a normal kid up until the age of three. Um, he got his three-year-old vaccinations, had like five grand mal seizures within a period of a couple months, and he hasn't spoken since. And now he's um, classified autism. Um, but he was a harder kid to deal with. Autistic kids are not easy. They're, they're very angry and there's a lot of things that you have, you have to have patience and you have to understand them. I, I grew up in that community because of my brother and so I've seen tons and tons of people who are dealing with disabilities and living life and you really do have to have patience. And my father did not have any. And um, he was strangling my brother one day and I grabbed a frying pan and I hit him in the back with it I was only 10 years old and I grabbed my brother and I locked us in his car and I told him that I wouldn't come out and that he was to take us home and he took us home early and I didn't see my dad again until I was 18 and um so yes I understand that whole having an abusive parent and wanting to become them because at that moment when he was sitting there like strangling my brother I was so mad because I've taken on when I was a kid up until um, my mom my mom got my brother to turn on me. We're not close anymore. We used to be very, very close because it was all we had. My mom was a coke addict. My father was abusive. I mean, my brother had each other. And um, now that my mom is sober, um, she's completely destroyed our, religion, our relationship with a ton of lies and whatnot. But um, I was very protective over my brother growing up. If you fucked with my brother, you had me to fuck with. And I wasn't going to be very nice. And um, I took on that role because of, my, because of that situation with my father. It was because I saw my father hurting my brother in a way. And so I had to become him for a minute. I had to run and grab a weapon and, get my, and be physically aggressive and hateful and get my father off of my brother so I could protect my brother. And so you get that sense of you got to be that person to you know defeat them or whatever i was really thankful that we got taken away from my dad my dad was not um back then he was just not in a good place to be a parent he's much more relaxed now and um, now he's just heavily he he's addicted to uh painkillers and anxiety medicine unfortunately so he's very relaxed um but yeah so i understand that whole desire to you have to become that person yeah. yeah, I'm actually going through the consequences of having become that person. Yeah. 
and uh, my mom and I have uh, been on the outskirts of our relationship for several years now, and uh, I actually heard her voice for the first time in almost three years back on Thanksgiving. Crazy. And uh, it was it was emotional for me. Um, I had had a seizure that night, and I asked her if uh, if I could call her, that it would make me feel better if I could talk to her. And uh, it it just it didn't sound like her. And obviously, my voice has changed, so she's like, yeah. "Well, it doesn't sound like you either." Yeah. But um, <laughs> it just it. Isn't it weird it was going surreal. years without your parent? Um. I didn't have my dad in my life for seven years, and I had finally contacted him. It was, I I don't even, I don't, I don't know what to think of it, honestly. Yeah. I didn't have my dad, the longest stint was the eight years, 10 to 18, Um, and the only reason why we started talking was because I wrote him a pretty nasty letter. I was pregnant with my son. And I was kind of like, how dare you, you know, once you have your own kid, you really realize what the feeling is to be a parent. And I was sitting there really pissed off at him for how could you not have this feeling with me enough to like stay around, you know, like enough to stay like around with me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And then my mom, me and her have gone, you know, two or three years without talking. And that was weird to me because uh, growing up, I mean, me and my mom always had our our shit but I never really like um I never thought that she she would go years without talking to me and then that the first time it happened was with when I was pregnant with my daughter and then once I came out that was it like we've we've talked less than we've not talked since I've come out I've been out for you know almost 10 years now and it's so spotty it's just crazy to me but I mean she's she's stuck in her belief system and I have to respect that and maybe someday um I don't know it's funny people always tell me you know who knows maybe someday you have a relationship with your mom and I guess sometimes I hope for it but then it's funny I kind of sit back and I remember who my mom is I'm like oh no never mind <laughs> it's not gonna happen you know so anybody that can repair it you know that's good you know if you and your mom can repair it I feel like you know I, I've told my kids several times I no matter what you do um in life as long as you don't murder somebody and even if you do I'm still going to love you, and um, I'll be there to uh, give you whatever love and support you need. I won't help you do anything malicious, but if you do do it and you're sitting in jail, I will come visit you, because that's what a good mother does. Um, but yeah, so we are running a little bit out of time, but there is some things that I want to cover with you, because we don't have very much time left, and this is something that was kind of important to me, because I don't understand it, and I feel like you have a wide, oh, a wide understanding of this. So... Um, Terms, technical terms. I suck. Okay, I don't understand. I'm old, I'm old, okay? So for me, dyke means just lesbian overall, any kind of lesbian. The new generation is more like, oh, that means like, you know, an older <laughs> older lesbian, which is kind of funny. But um, so I have the old school terms that I know from when, you know, I was younger and, it, you know, the terms started coming out. Within the last few years, um, the younger generation has come up with a lot of terms that I, it makes me feel old, because I'm just like, I don't understand any of them. 
So, you had, um, when we were talking about questions, you had talked about, like, the whole, bi uh, like I said, I suck at terms, okay? But, like, the whole, like, binary, am I saying that right? Uh, binary, non-binary? Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain some of that to me and to my listeners? Just because, like, um, I feel like there is a lot of people that are kind of sitting there going, you know? What does this mean? I understand. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel the same way because there have been, a, there has been a lot of development in terminology and, um, the, the binary, uh, when you're speaking of gender, um, is basically male, female, to my understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, and non-binary just means that you don't identify with either. You're just, uh, you're just somewhere in the middle. Um. Okay, so can I ask a question? Is it more of the, I'm just a human being? Or is it more of, I'm a boy and a girl, just out of curiosity? Because I, the, one of my very important people in my life came to a realization that he was a she and a he. And so he has male parts, girl parts, and dressed like a guy sometimes, dressed like a girl sometimes. So is that non-binary or is it more of the, I'm a human, I don't want you to call me any type of gender? Well, non-binary, because um, to a certain extent, I consider myself non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, but non-binary, to me, just means uh, you just don't identify with either. Okay. Almost like there's a, a lack of gender. Okay. Um, I feel like someday, not to be like um, weird or anything, I feel like someday that's going to be the norm. I really feel like that eventually someday we're going to come to a point in humanity and we may never see it. It could probably, you know, it could be hundreds of years away or whatever, however long this planet decides to hold life on it. But I feel at some point the whole female male thing is going to just kind of not be such a predominant thing. We're all just going to be humans and who, who really focuses on gender like nobody. You know what I mean? Like, I would say that. Uh, non-binary is almost like gender androgyny um, because with androgynous people they just uh, they have elements of what you would consider on the binary male and on uh, fi- female mm-hmm. but um, I, I would say that, that that's a that's a good way of saying it or yeah. if anyone has a, another way of uh, describing it, then I'm open to hearing it. Yeah, yeah. I've actually asked in a couple of my last shows, like, if anybody is very good at the terminology to contact me, because I would love to do a show, I mean, because you could really talk about it for an hour easy. Oh, <laughs> you I know could. What I mean, I mean yeah. we could record another show right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, just strictly talking about terms and, like, getting that out there. Um, but, yeah, because I feel like there is a lot of question right now, like, Especially right now, I've noticed a big debate is the whole pansexual thing. And, you know, people are like, oh, that's bisexual. It's the same thing. And the what I'm getting the difference between bisexual and pansexual is that with bisexual, you pay attention to the gender that you're with. You're paying attention to the fact that it's a male or a female that you're dating or sometimes you're dating both, whatever. And with pan, you're not really focused on what they are. It's just the fact that they're a human and so you date. 
both. I kind of have to laugh sometimes uh, with myself, personally. I identify as bisexual. Um, but the way I describe it is that I don't care... Uh, I don't care if you're trans, uh, I don't care about what parts you have, you know, a trans woman is a woman, a trans male is a male, um, and if you're anywhere on the spectrum, you know, or you're not, you know, you just are who you are. And most people would say, well, that's pansexual. Um, and for me, the fact that I've only dated men, well, I just go, I, I, I just, most of the time it's easier to say I'm gay. Yeah, so can I ask you a question about that? Because I'm going to admit a pet peeve of mine right now <laughs> that is probably not the nicest pet peeve to have, but it's a pet peeve of mine, and, and I'm sorry, but it just irritates me. Um, so you're a trans male, and you date men. Yes. So do you feel at any point that it should be... Ugh, this could open a can of worms. Do you feel at any point that it should be pushed upon people to call you a gay male? Like, you don't want to be called trans. You want to be called a gay male. Ever. Um, well, not necessarily pushed upon people. Uh, I had someone I'm talking to tell me that, um, that they, they didn't even realize that I was trans. Um, I just look you know, I just look like a... I, yeah, to, you look like to, a typical guy, for yeah, sure. To him, I'm just a guy. Um, and he asked me if I was bothered that he didn't realize. And I said, well, no. Uh, I don't want you to look at me and say, oh, that's a trans male. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want you to look at me and say, oh, that's Wyatt. You know, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Um... So, even though I'm very open about being trans, um, and there's a term within the community, it's uh, being clocked. Interesting. And it means that uh, a person can tell that you're trans. Gotcha. Okay. And a lot of, a lot of times, uh, it's used more so with trans women. Mm -hmm. because they tend to have stronger features. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've definitely... Well, I don't know, though. Oh, my God. I've seen some beautiful trans women. Like, holy hell. Oh, no. Like, there's some gorgeous women out there. <laughs> um, trans women are, are very beautiful. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I, I feel that there's even hate within the community towards trans women. Um, well, that that's kind of, okay. So my pet peeve, the 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 reason why I'm saying I have a pet peeve is, I actually know a trans woman, and she is literally, um, in a shape or form, vicious towards people that are not willing to call her a lesbian, because she dates women, and I get kind of frustrated with it because I'm just kind of like you know. Um, while I understand that you date women and a woman that dates a woman is a lesbian, you're also a trans woman and I kind of get frustrated with the fact I feel like she shouldn't, while, how can I say this? I just feel like she shouldn't push it on other lesbians. Like she will literally, if you, she has put up posts and people are like, you're not a lesbian, you're a trans female. And she will literally like fucking cuss you out and be like no i am a lesbian that's it i'm only a lesbian and i'm standing there going dude you can't you can't do that to people like you gotta 
be a little bit more um, understanding of why they might like why a lesbian might not want that or whatever because there are definitely lesbians out there that are not willing to date a trans female and there are definitely men out there that are not willing to date a trans male so I feel like you have to respect that and this person is very much um, not willing to respect that well um, I don't know how to respond exactly yeah uh although i will say in your description of uh how other lesbians react to her i will say it reminds me of the word uh which is another uh term that has come up in recent years uh which is turf Mm -hmm. and uh, according to urban dictionary which I, I just looked up because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Yeah. It is trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Um, and it's... Okay, and, and, and I get it. It makes sense because they come out and they're woman, hear me roar. I get it. Like, I understand that completely. No. Um, well, what it is actually is that uh, it's a section of feminism uh, that claims that trans women aren't really women. Uh, because of biological determination. Um, basically that because they transitioned, that uh, you're not really a woman. And that's how... that That is how See, some, I don't feel like she's not act. really a woman. That's not why it's bothering me. It's not bothering me because you know me already. I'm very respectful of this situation. I will call you a woman, and if you want to be a woman and that's what you identify as then guess what you're a fucking woman period the end you identify as a male i you're a male you're guiding me i've had my roommate ask me why i have a guy in my bedroom <laughs> like you know he's like bro there's been a guy in your bedroom for three days what the fuck's going on i'm like he's just a friend simmer down you know <laughs> but i mean so it's it's i'm very respectful of it i think my frustration comes into the more of the line of her um, being very aggressive that she's a lesbian versus being a trans female that dates females. And I just feel like um, you can't try to trick people into believing that you're um, something that you're not because at some point, like I said, there are people that are not willing to date um, people that were not born the sex that they feel. And so you and have to respect that. That is discrimination in and of itself. Eh, I, not, not really discrimination. No, that's hold, not discrimination. That's personal preference. There's a difference between personal preference. You, uh, you know, you don't want to date a person. Uh, I won't date a trans female. I won't and do I, it. I respect, They're a woman. I respect that. I get it, but I won't do it. But there's a difference between saying specifically that I won't date a trans person because they are trans and because they don't have the genitals that I want. Yeah, it doesn't really and, have anything to do with me for the for the genitals part, but. Um, and just saying straight up that I won't date a trans person because they're trans. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Trans, if, if you're saying that you won't date somebody because they're trans, it means because they were born one sex and they're not that sex anymore. Yeah, I got my responses mixed up. Yeah, and if you even, but even if you do say it, um, you know, in the shape or form of, I, I just, won't I just, date that person because they have I do believe there is a difference between personal preference. I'm not explaining it very well myself. Yeah. And, um... I don't feel like it's discrimi- discrimination. Discrimination is 
is hatred and it's not nice and it's pushing somebody away because of something. Um, I feel like there are people out there who have the right to choose what they want sexually. And if it means that you're discriminating, then that's what it fucking means if that's how people want to say it. But you got to understand, like, I've been called, um, I won't date somebody that's shorter than me. I don't like shorter people. I don't like dating no, them. No, and I won't mean, do that, it. and that's not discrimination. Yeah, well, it kind of um, is. If, if, you, if, you, if, if I'm saying that, if you're saying that me not willing to date a trans person is discrimination, then me not willing to date a short person is discrimination. No, what I, me not willing to I date... didn't explain myself okay. well. Um, and I'm not really sure that I'm able to at this point. I'm gotcha. a little uh, I'm a little mixed up. Gotcha. But um, I don't... It, I do believe that there is a difference between preference and discrimination. Yeah. I'm just not explaining myself well. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. not wanting to date a person because they're short, not wanting to date a person uh, because uh, whatever it is, that's not your preference. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel like, I feel like since we have all these terminologies, since we're doing all this terminology right now, I think a lot of reasons why the lesbian community is against it so much is because that's our term. And for a lot of people that are not, that might be having a hard time evolving or maybe not understanding the situation so much towards, especially this person, because she is very aggressive. Like, it's a little over the top aggressive and people have actually called her out on being so aggressive. Um, And it's right off the bat. You don't really have to do a whole lot. You don't really have to say anything that's, I mean, she's literally put up posts in, because she's in all the lesbian forums, which is fine. She's there. She's in the community. That's what she's dating. So that's what she wants. So she's there. But she'll put up posts. Well, no, like, you can explain blue. yourself. Com- you can explain yourself respectfully. Yeah. And, and that, you and don't she's, have to jump to yeah. being aggressive. Yeah. And I, I feel that sometimes people do feel like they have to jump to being aggressive uh, within and outside of the community. Um, because even even uh small criticisms they can't take it it's like an attack yeah um yeah so. yeah i mean i get it i i, I kind of get it but at the same time i i've, I've watched this person kind of do this a couple of times and i just wish that she would just simmer down a little bit and start dating your lesbians that want to date you and the ones that are not willing to accept your terminology just leave them alone just go away and move on and realize that not everybody has to be like oh she's a lesbian and then move like just move on it's okay it is not everybody's gonna agree with it but many people will hate you uh for and and will not want to be around you will not want to date you uh will not respect you um and if you're you can't sit there and focus on it Day in yeah. and day out. Yeah, you just move on. Um, you move on to the people that are accepting of who you are, what you are, and then you and you hang out with you, them, you, and everybody else can just. You can't reply to every comment on Facebook. Yeah. Um. You know, and and most times, uh, I'll end up I'll sending I'll send something trans related to a couple friends of mine, and I'll be like, uh, the comments are atrocious. Uh, be forewarned. Yeah. Um. Because uh, I don't want them to, to look at them and have their feelings hurt, um, but also, or, or 
not necessarily have their feelings hurt because it hurts to say it. It hurts to read the stuff regardless. Yeah, I do feel. But, um, I do feel like trans people get um, treated a lot more poor than even gay people do, and it makes me very sad. Um, it's because I've, I've, I've yeah I've seen I've seen some stuff and I just sit there and I just shake my head and I'm like damn they're not even that mean to gays. You know, there, it's it's pretty bad. There was a page I came across, uh, this girl's page, and in the, you know, in the self-description, uh, it was like, um, I'm straight, blah, 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 um, I hate gays and transgenders, um, which the term is not transgenders. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, you know... So don't, uh, don't even try. So, and, uh, to add on that, apparently, uh, she, uh, whoever this person is, female or not, has a tendency to, to out people. Um. I'm sorry, but anybody that outs somebody should be drug out in the street and shot in front of the entire fucking village. It is the most disrespectful fucking thing you can do to a person is forcing them to do something that they're afraid to do like that. Like, to me, um, I had a situation happen to me fairly recently where somebody that I love very dearly was outed to somebody who was not okay with it, and she had to go through fucking hell to get her life back in order, all because this ex of hers decided to call this other person and be like, her, her you know, guardian, and was like, oh, she's, she's a lesbian, and that's why we're no longer together, and it completely destroyed her life. And in my in my book, like public execution, fuck <laughs> yeah. it. But um, yeah. One thing um, we we've, we've got to come to an end. But one thing I do want to touch on real quick is like you were saying about the um, that extreme fear. Um, <clears throat> there was a priest up in um, Colorado Springs. There's a movie called The Friend in God. Everyone should read. Okay. You, you know me enough to know how anti-Jesus I am, okay? Everyone should watch this movie. <laughs> Everyone. Because it really kind of brings everything to light. But this whole movie is shot, okay? And in it, it touches Christian belief system on gays, okay? And it starts showing the groups that go to the prides with their Bibles and their megaphones. And they're extremists about it, right? Like, really extreme about it. And um, <clears throat> it was really funny because uh, two years or a year or something like that after the movie was released, the number one guy in the country who did the protests and was out there with his Bible and his megaphone and his God hates fag signs uh, got busted in a hotel room with a male prostitute paying him with church money. And he's been sitting there talking shit about gays forever. And so, unfortunately, um, I feel like some people are so afraid of who they really are that they have to put a show on. Um, I call my mom's life the Tammy show uh, because it's quite the, quite the theatrical appearance. And um, that's just the way it goes. And, uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people like that. So whenever you meet somebody like that, I just always think, I just feel bad for them. Like, it's, it gets me, I start feeling, oh, poor guy. You know, it sucks that you it's, feel that. You can't just be yourself. It's an internal hatred. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's, they inflict it upon others, 
and um, if if you're lucky, you can see past it. Gotcha. And yeah. and you can hold on to the yeah. the love and the value and the worth you have for yourself. Yeah, you have to, you have to on that. You have to love yourself when, especially when you go through situations like that. Like it's funny they always say that you have to love yourself to be loved. No, that's not what it is. You have to love yourself to get through the fucked up shit that you deal with in life. Like you have to love yourself so you can get through the family hatred when you tell them that you're gay or you're trans or you know, you have to love yourself or know have a hundred percent feeling in yourself to be able to come out. It's a scary it can be a very scary fucking place. Like we were saying earlier, it's getting better. It is. It really is. But it's still I'm hoping that someday it's not even a question of your sexuality anymore. Everybody's just human. Who, What they do in their room, who they fuck is their business. And who they love and who they marry is their business. And we don't have to worry about even the whole coming out thing anymore. Because that'd be great. <laughs> I saw a post on Facebook earlier. And it said that we don't come out uh, for straight people we come out to let people know who are scared uh, that it's okay, that they can get through it, and that there's something on the other side. Yeah. And uh, if there wasn't not only, if there wasn't so much hatred for trans people, for gay people, for for anyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're not the only ones dealing with this shit. You can be freaking mexican in america right now and you're fucked <laughs> like it, it's there's there's it's 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 so crazy it's like and that pisses me off because it's like oh they're coming here to take our jobs and that was like, the fucking point We're, like like that was the whole point do we not remember that like america was made for that like that was the point america was where everybody could come to to start a better life and, and now we're mad at them? We really want to get fucking picky, but I don't see your ass out there in the strawberry fields picking the shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny because I think all these white people have forgotten every single one of them motherfuckers is an immigrant. Every single one of them has come here from another country at some point in time in their bloodline. The only motherfuckers that were here first were the Native Americans. So unless you're Native American... You can't sit there and say that you belong in America. Like, no, you don't. I'm sure either your grandfather or your great-grandfather came from fucking Italy or Ireland or fucking my whole family came from Italy. Like, Spain. Anybody that moved here, that's where your family came from. So, if you wanted, like, there was one there was one article I read where they were going to say that babies born in America um, were no longer American unless their parents were American. Like, well, then fuck, nobody's American. I'm not American. You're not American. Because guess what? My grandfather was not born in America. He was born in Italy. And so was my grandmother. So that then makes my mother not American. And then my father, his dad was born, his dad's dad was born in um, Ireland. And his great-grandmother, so my great-great-grandmother, was born in Italy. So... They're not fucking American, so that makes me not fucking American because neither of my parents are American because none of their parents are American. Like, you know what I mean? Come on now. Like, my, that's my great-grandfather's so family fucking came stupid. over from Poland. Yeah, so you guys aren't American. Um, and uh, it, it does frustrate me to a certain extent that, uh, well, really, if, if, entitlement. Yeah, 
We, we, we've been here so long that we forget that we didn't come here. And is we, Trump not the poster child for entitlement? I just, I'm sorry, that just came to my head. He is literally the poster, and not, I don't want to get too political. We're going to strictly just agree on this and move on because I, you don't want me getting on Trump. Especially because we got to end the show. We're already at like almost two hours. So, um, but I'm just saying he is the poster child for what entitlement looks like. And he's not even a fucking millennial. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Um, I feel as if he's very childish. Um, yeah, he might as well be. He, he doesn't act the way I feel a president should act. Um... And the fact that his go-to about every uh, uh, political venture, about um, anything he does or any communications he has, any disagreements, any dislikings, any insults, any anything, uh, he goes to Twitter. And I'm sorry, but what... How childish is that? I feel like if you went to high school... And there was a pin board where you could write little notes down and just pin them down. <laughs> That's Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he is like the idiot of the pin board. All right. Enough Trump talk. Everybody. So didn't give you a show last week, but apparently gave you a long ass show this week. I hope everybody has enjoyed um, our talking. Wyatt, thank you so much for uh, doing this with me. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, I apologize for my inability to speak in the middle there. No, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, man, you know what? I feel like healthy debate is a beautiful thing. I feel like miscommunication, as long as you explain it in some shape or form, is always good. you got to work through it. Nobody communicates the same. There's one thing in this world that nobody does the same. Communicate. No, and I, I have to agree. I know we're on the end here, but I definitely feel like there is a loss of ability to have a uh, genuine discussion and debate. Yep. Everyone seems to take uh, everyone seems to take debate as argument. Argument. Yep. Oh, yep. I have had this conversation with you before and with many other people. You're supposed to talk about things. You're supposed to show each other's side of views. And either you come to the middle and you combine your thoughts and you become this one thing or you respect each other's thoughts and move along in another direction. It doesn't mean apart from each other. I'm saying you can move on a direction together, even though you have this disagreement or you don't agree in certain you things. You can agree yeah. to disagree. Exactly. And and whatever conversations that you have to get to that point is what you're supposed to do. And the thing it's is, not an argument. Not an argument. And the thing is, a debate and a, a discussion, it gives you an opportunity to learn. To have uh, new information, a new way of thinking about things, even if you don't agree with it, you are now able to see it from that point of view. Exactly. And that's uh, part of if, if you can't do that, then, you, then you're not growing anymore. And no, you're no. You're just stunting yourself. And it frustrates me to no end. Yeah, the yeah. people that, that are uh, willful, willfully ignorant and just blatantly disrespectful, Yeah. Um, it, uh, it frustrates me. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Like I said, um, I've definitely said it a few times on my show that I've lost a little bit of faith in humanity. Now, there's obviously um, the random cool people, and those who you have to find and really hold on to. Unfortunately, some of them can wear a hat to look 
like something, but it always comes out once the true colors come out. You got to watch those. Everybody, thank you so much for um, your support and your love. I released a hoodie at 3 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning, and I've actually sold quite a few of them. So to everybody that took the time to order those, thank you so much. I'm going to be sending them to print tomorrow because of the amount of orders that I got. So you guys can try to hopefully get them before Christmas. Um <clears throat> Which is two weeks away. Fuck. Living in Florida, you forget that Christmas is even coming. Because it's fucking... It's summer. And did you see my post I put up? You know, everybody's got the snow in the backyard post pictures right now. My yard is covered in white flowers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I live where you vacation. Yep. Right? Yep. 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 Love it. Love it. Everybody, have a great weekend. And uh, enjoy this tune. I smack dice, give him blow in a bit of that bagpipe. Bitch wanna live that rap life, but I already hit that last night. Think fuck with me, huh? Must be hitting that crack pipe. I've been making my money. Thank God I learned how to act right. My cash like that cocaine. Give me more, say give me more. Don't worry about it, ain't no thing. Bitch, here he holds my videos. Classic bitch, don't kiss and tell. Smack your ass and that wish you well. Life sucks, better give him hell. Get money, fuck girls, three big bell. A million in my briefcase. Got a shop for some real estate. About to party with drugs, though. Turn it up, bitch, feel the bass. Throwing money in your face. Feeling good, living great. Bad bitches in different states. It's like I think I'm rich and chase with porn stars, sports cars. And my crib got a courtyard. How we get all this money, though? You know how big his tours are. Greedy bitch, you a needy bitch. Want some money, but need some dick. I'm about monogram. When I die, bitch, fuck my hologram, though. When I die, bitch, fuck my hologram, though. When I die, bitch, you fuck my hologram. When I die, bitch, you fuck my hologram. My hologram. Me and my black bands with no sub. Getting eggs, smoking blunts. Everybody know what's up. And I turn them girls to sluts. Cribs like a mama. Drug dealer, don't look like I'm somebody killing beats with that murder ink. Don't look like I'm Irv Gotti, ride through in my hippie van. You broke bitch, you don't give a damn. You softer than the Michelin man. Your bitch put a pussy on Instagram, better go hard with my post stars. They brand new, but they old cars. Your pockets is on low carbs. She do a show, she a post star in a penthouse. Put her pants down, put the camera out. No hands down, them hard drugs, we done ran out. Can't believe that somebody grandchild. She's so bad, but I like it. Wanna hear your pussy, I like it. My credit card bill. It's righteous, but girl, the ass is so priceless. Spend the night with the right bitch. My dick ill, my pipe sick. Small pussy, tight fit. She loves to sniff that white shit. Fuck free, no charge. I play the pussy like Mozart. Eat the pussy, I won't starve. Love the pussy, my whole heart. Bitch named Layla, my platinum hoe. Give me head with the man's in Catamaran. And my belt monogram. When I die, bitch, you fuck my hologram, though. When I die, bitch, you fuck my hologram.